leaping for joy to meet him. And then the wicked queen threw one of the little shirts over each, and as soon as the shirts touched their bodies, they were changed into swans and flew away through the wood. So the queen went home very pleased to think that she had got rid of her stepchildren, but the maiden had not run out with her brothers, and so the queen knew nothing about her. Where are thy brothers? asked the king. Ah, oh, dear father, answered she, they are gone away and have left me behind. And then she told him how she had seen from her window her brothers in the guise of swans fly away through the wood, and she showed him the feathers that they had let fall in the courtyard, which she had picked up. The king was grieved, but he never dreamt that it was the queen who had done the wicked deed. And as he feared lest the maiden should also be stolen away from him, he wished to take her away with him. But she was afraid of the stepmother, and begged the king to let her remain one more night in the castle in the wood. Then she said to herself, I must stay here no longer, but go and seek for my brothers. And when the night came, she fled away and went straight into the wood. She went on all night and the next day, until she could go no longer for weariness. At last she saw a rude hut, and she went in and found a room with six little beds in it. She did not dare to lie down in one, but she crept under one and lay on the hard boards and wished for night. When it was near the time for sunsetting, she heard a rustling sound and saw six swans come flying in at the window. They alighted on the ground and blew at one another until they had blown all their feathers off. And then they stripped off their swan skin as if it had been a shirt. And the maiden looked at them and knew them for her brothers and was very glad. And she crept from under the bed. The brothers were not less glad when their sister appeared, but their joy did not last long. You must not stay here they said to her. This is a robber's haunt, and if they were to come and find you here, they would kill you. And cannot you defend me? said the little sister. No, answered they, for we can only get rid of our swan skins, and keep our human shape every evening for a quarter of an hour. But after that we must be changed again into swans. Their sister wept at hearing this, and said, Can nothing be done to set you free? Oh, no, answered they. The work would be too hard for you. For six whole years you would be obliged never to speak or laugh, and make during that time the little shirts out of aster flowers. If you were to let fall a single word before the work was ended, all would be of no good. And just as the brothers had finished telling her this, the quarter of an hour came to an end, and they changed into swans, and they flew out of the window. But the maiden made up her mind to set her brothers free, even though it should cost her her life. She left the hut, and going into the middle of the wood, she climbed a tree, and there she passed the night. The next morning she set to work and gathered asters and began sewing them together. As for speaking, there was no one to speak to, and as for laughing, she had no mind to it. 
So she sat on and looked at nothing but her work. When she'd been going on like this for a long time, it happened that the king of that country went a-hunting in the wood, and some of his huntsmen came up to the tree in which the maiden sat. And they called out to her, saying, Who art thou? But she gave no answer. Come down, cried they. We will do thee no harm. But she only shook her head. And when they tormented her further with questions, she threw down to them her gold necklace, hoping they could be content with that. But they would not leave off. So she threw down to them her girdle, and when that was no good, her garters, and one after another, everything she had on, and could possibly spare, until she had nothing left but her smock. But all was no good. The huntsmen would not be put off any longer, and they began...